This is Life Elsewhere, created and hosted by Norman B. seen dancing from an incredible artist that I've been dying to talk to, Tess Parks. That was Do You Pray? And Tess is with us by the magic of Zoom. Tess Parks, <laughs> welcome to Life Elsewhere. Thank you for having me. This is a big thrill for me because I've been somewhat of a fan of yours. I'm when I say somewhat, I've been a big fan of yours uh, for quite some time. I've, I've been following your career and 
just just admiring the work that you've been doing and this new album of yours to me it, it, it's i don't know whether i would well, i'm going to let you talk about it but i just think it's just a, such an incredibly good album it, it encompasses so much but you talk to me about the album Tess, and then we can get into talking about all kinds of things <laughs> um wow and it's incredibly good you said which is very nice because i I'm still trying to convince myself that I like it and that it's good. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of a Frankenstein of an album. It wasn't necessarily meant to be like this. It was demos that we glorified and uh, yeah, songs that I just needed to get out of my system at a certain point. They had just been sitting for so long. So yeah, it's good to just finish projects and then just say, okay, that chapter's done, what's next? But yes. you have to finish them, I think, is the moral of the story. Yes. The title of the album and those who were seen dancing, I don't know if I'm right about this, but it, I seem to remember, that's a quote from Nietzsche, isn't it? Or am, mm -hmm. I, am I right in about that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Talk about that. Um, I just really love this quote and I have loved it for a long time and have yeah, it's really resonated with me. And I think it uh, it encapsulates how I feel about the album as well. And, you know, it's music to my ears, even though maybe it doesn't make sense to other people or like it's not a, maybe necessarily like a coherent album. In my head anyway, it, it doesn't seem coherent, but maybe to other people it does, right? It's just- yeah. Just, yeah. you know, nobody's thought about it as much as I have. So yeah. obviously it's like fresh to everybody else. But um, yeah. anyway, yeah, love this Nietzsche quote. Let's go back in time just a little bit. So for my for my listeners that haven't heard me rave on about you over the last few months or so, let's just talk about you, Tess Parks, the beginnings, how it all came about, how you decided, I know what I'd like to do. I'd like to be... Uh, a rock and roll singer. Maybe that's not quite the right. Singer, songwriter or whatever, or whatever, whatever you want to call, whatever classification. I don't think it really matters, but just go back in time for us. Um, no, it was definitely a, a rock and roll singer situation. I saw Oasis live for the first time when I was 11 and um, Don Gallagher uh, came out on stage with an acoustic guitar. And I just thought, yeah, like I would really like to do that. So that's what inspired me to get a guitar and start singing. And, and well, I had I'd been singing and writing songs before that, but um, yeah, it all came together when I was playing guitar. Now, was this in Toronto when you, when you saw Oasis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cause that's your, that's your home city. Yes. Yes. Which is where you're at right now, but you've been, you've been based in London for some time. Yeah. Off and on. I've been in London for almost 14 years off and on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you're mentioning Oasis because I don't know that I've ever heard a female artist say that Oasis was, was the reason for picking up a guitar and, and performing. It's uh, a little unusual, but it fits perfectly with your music. I know it's unusual to me as well. I don't really understand how like, you know, a four-year-old girl, like hearing a supersonic on the radio 
um, like that resonated with me so much. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Going off on a sort of a fan thing here. Did you, have you got to, over the years, have you got to meet them? Have you got to meet Noel and, and his brother? Yeah. When I was a kid, I um, waited outside of a venue in Toronto called the Cool House. And yeah. um, it was like, nine in the morning I didn't know the band sound check probably at like four or five in the afternoon so I it was like exam week and I went and waited outside like studying for my grade nine science exams all day and then at about four o'clock they arrived for the sound check (laughs) so I was just waiting there for like eight hours or whatever and then that is so cool yeah and then um yeah I, I like handwritten Noel Gallagher a letter and then yeah he came back out afterwards and like shook my hand and said thank you and yeah I basically just waited outside and got their autograph but whilst you're in London hanging out in the music scene in London you didn't get to meet them there at at all um yeah I've met them like at shows I guess before Uh but yeah yeah we're not best friends yet I'm still waiting right yes (laughs) yeah 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 because because they have a reputation well uh, Liam does of being a bit of a grumpy old so-and-so but in my experience in over the years they still all seem to be very nice but anyway I love it that you you were influenced by Oasis because they do write incredible songs and uh, I I I love their music so let's get back to let's get back to Tess Parks so for you there's a great scene in Toronto. I've, I've known over the years a number of musicians out of Toronto. There seems to be a very vibrant scene in that city. Talk to me about playing and, and performing and being in Toronto. Um, well, yeah, I know Toronto's awesome and I'm happy to be back. I haven't actually performed here since like it's been like maybe six years, I think, somehow. I just haven't performed here so I'm looking forward to doing that soon um but I also haven't performed in about three years either so that should be interesting in general we'll see how oh, it really goes. yeah really so are you so are you about to go as they say out on the road and work the album is uh, is that a, that what's coming up for you I guess yeah that's the plan yeah coming up this summer and yeah and then till the rest of the year and then into next year I guess yeah trying to so like will you, mentally go yes yeah so will you be performing you'll be performing in Canada I presume but also in the states I guess you'll be coming south of the border um yeah eventually I think we're planning for that early next year yeah, yeah. talk to me about being in London because that's such a hive of activity for musicians there's so much always going on in London just give me your take on, on being in London and being a musician there well, yeah, again, I haven't, yeah, I haven't performed in a while and I've been really hermiting, I guess, the past three years, even though we're allowed outside, I've heard now a little yeah. bit more, yes. so. yeah. but I've gotten really into, yeah, visual arts and that involves a lot of, yeah, just being a homebody. Um, and yeah, I've been really enjoying that aspect of, um, yeah, normally I would go out in London a lot and go to gigs a lot more, but it's been more just, um, yeah, hermiting there or hermiting in Toronto and, yeah, making art indoors. But, um, yeah, I'm ready to be a little bit more social again. I like that word that you're using, hermiting. I don't know that I've heard 
anybody use that before? That's that's a great word. It's a great description. I don't know if it's a real word, I guess, then. If it is now. Used it. Yeah. it is now. Tess Park says so. So that's as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's great. Hermiting. I like that. <laughs> that that whole period, the and it really isn't over yet, as far as I can understand, but the COVID thing has really been such a bit of a, a problem for musicians, particularly perf- for performing musicians. How did it affect you in insofar as you, I, I'm presuming, and I don't know, but I'm presuming that you like performing live. No, <laughs> I mean, you so- don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Once you like get into it, but it takes a while for me to like get comfortable on stage. Um, I guess, yeah, after not being on stage and, you know, in the first place performing for me was always like something that like made me like so nervous and so uncomfortable. And it's like a way to just like, it's like jumping out of an airplane or something for me. I'm just like, okay, I guess like I said, I was going to do this. So I have to do this thing. But I don't. So yeah, I'm I'm like cripplingly nervous for the shows coming up, just because. Yeah, some. Um, That's interesting. It doesn't surprise me, yet it does surprise me. I find this quite often with with talented people that they they do have stage fright. They do have nerves about performing. But I think I read a quote somewhere. Somebody said that you exude confidence, that you were so confident. And and your songwriting and your performing comes across like that. You don't seem to have any hesitation in getting your your words across. And and I'm just wondering about for you, even in the studio, do you have a sort of a nervous thing when you go into the studio? Yeah, definitely. There's so much pressure to have, especially in the studio, because you it's going to sound like that forever, potentially. Yeah. So you want it to be like the best performance you've ever done of that song ever. And like even performing it live, you'll never do it that great again. But then, yeah, I've had to really kind of like wash myself of that mindset because that's really unhealthy and unhelpful. And um, that kind of pressure when you're like playing and doing something fun that should just be a a form of expression in that moment. And then maybe it'll sound amazing live in Prague in five years, but who's to say? So yeah, it's, um, it's like very important to me. And at the same time, it shouldn't be important at all, I guess. Yeah. It, It shouldn't matter. Gosh, that's so interesting that you, I, 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 it's, it's confusing in some respects for me because you don't sound nervous. You don't sound like you, but obviously as a performer, it is nerve wracking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very vulnerable, but it's a lot easier for me to sing these kind of like mantra um, songs that I've written to kind of comfort myself in a way they're like like soothing like lullabies for me to sing for the most part I think yeah the words are like a comfort to me and therefore potentially a comfort to other people yeah if I if I sing it with I don't know yeah it's like a trance state when you go on stage though I'm excited to to kind of um explore that that weird different facet of myself that somehow I had before you know, it's like it's like this weird thing that I do sometimes, but it's been a while. And 
yeah, to still trying to figure out why I do that. Cause it's like this yeah. weird other, I don't know. Why do people, if you like step back and just like, why is someone like going like this on a stage and then someone yeah. else is like hitting things to make a yeah. beat? It's like, it's so primitive and strange and weird. And I don't know. Yeah. I've really. Let's, yeah. let's take a break and play another piece of music. I'm going to leave this open to you. We've already heard, do you pray from the new album? You just choose. I mean, it, we, it can be something older, something from the album, whatever you want to hear. We're, we're slotted in. Of my songs. Yeah, of course. Unless you um, want to hear something from somebody else. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, um, I can't write left-handed by Bill well, I can't write. I can't. Yes. By Bill Withers. Yes. Oh, what yeah. a great choice. I love that song. Talk to me about, after we play it, okay, talk to me about why you chose that. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. is Bill Withers. I can't write left-handed Would you please write a letter Write a letter to my mother Tell her to tell, tell her to tell Tell her to tell her family lawyer Trying to get, trying to get a deferment for my younger brother. Tell the Reverend Harris to pray for me, Lord, Lord, Lord. I don't believe I'm gonna live to get much older Strange little man over here in Vietnam I ain't, I ain't never seen Bless his heart, I ain't never done nothing to He done shot me in my shoulder You know we talked about fighting, fighting every day. And looking through rosy, rosy colored glasses. I must admit it seemed exciting. In a way oh, But something that they Overlooked to tell me Lord. Bullets look better I must say
staring at you This is Life Elsewhere, and I'm talking to Tess Parks. Our new album is called And Those Who Were Seen Dancing. We just heard a cut from Bill Withers, I Can't Write Left-Handed. What a great choice. That's You see, you, you're surprising me all the way along <laughs> here. So talk to me about that. Why did you choose that one? Um, oh, I mean, it's just so, yeah, I guess we were speaking about live performances, and it was yeah. the first song that uh, popped into my head about I guess, yeah. I mean, there's no other version of that song as far as I know. And it's perfect. So, yeah, he just captured a moment. He just went for it. And it's, it's um, it seems very of the times as well. You seem to have a very, you, a very broad taste. It seems to me like you like all kinds of music. You talked about CN Oasis. You talk about Bill Withers. And then there's the music that you're making yourself. Influences are something which I really, I hesitate to talk to people about because everybody's got influences. Everybody listens to something and goes, oh, I could do that. But in Tess Parks's case, outside of being a fan of Oasis when you were very young, has there been over a period of time uh, that you've gone, I really like whoever or whatever or a certain style of music that you go, this is really important for me. Yeah, I mean, oh, I've yeah, I've gone through a lot of phases. Oasis yeah. have been like the one consistent one, maybe. Well, m- most consistent for some reason. But um, yeah, I mean, recently it's been more like um, more visual art, like I was saying, um, and. Yeah, a lot of music, like a lot of kind of um, like dub music, R&B, um, yeah. like lo-fi hip hop um, songs. Yeah, just beats without words. Um, yeah, I realized how much I was being influenced by, well, how much we are all very influenced by everything that we hear and everything that we see every day. 
um, and how many different like words and different like you know someone's got the TV on and you're influenced by whatever words subconsciously. Yeah. Um, so listening to music, I listen to it very intently. And if there's words like they they have to they could either like elevate me or totally like put me in a really like you know kind of spiraling mindset you know if it's not positive or if it's you know at all um I don't know just yeah if it's not positive so um yeah most recently being influenced by like silence or um yeah less words and more visual influences do you consider your writing to be I mean, I guess it is poetry, but I've often, I'm often curious about with singer songwriters, whether they consider their lyrics to be poetry or not. I mean, they start off as like stream of consciousness, like prose for me. And then there'll be like one line that maybe I feel needs to be a mantra within the song or like a chorus. I don't know. I don't really write bridges. <laughs> or like yeah. cha changes within songs. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I guess, yeah, they could, they're more poems than, um, yeah, they're not intentionally going to be songs. You've, you've mentioned a word a couple of times now that I want to focus in on, and that's mantra. Mm. And I'm yeah. wondering, I'm wondering, Tess, if you, if you have any, and I'm sure you're very spiritual. I just, I'm just picking up on that, but I, 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 I'm wondering if there's a sort of a religiousity that comes into, into your thinking. I don't mean you. I guess I'll explain. I, I don't mean that you follow a particular religion as such, but you have a certain sort of guidance, if you like, a certain kind of. Maybe you can, maybe you can help me out here. <laughs> I oh, think you yeah, know where I'm yeah. going. Yeah. Um, definitely spiritual, definitely believe in, um, yeah, the universe and the, the, the power of our words, the power of intention, the power of, um, yeah, yeah trying to be conscious constantly and being like just love and light and exuding that and how people are always so surprised when they're thoughts become things and yeah they're somehow surprised but it's really just yeah intention and putting um like good love and thought and intention and everything every choice every series of yes or no questions the world provides you or you provide it um but yeah no i was i was i was raised um not religious so i'm grateful that my parents um kind of let me just discover what there is out there which is everything so yes <laughs> yeah yes growing up in in toronto as we as we already discussed it's it's a vibrant city i i, I personally i love toronto i just think it's i think it's just such a it's a magic city certain places have a have a certain je ne sais quoi i mean it's got a certain something about it give me your take on toronto uh yeah toronto it's just it's really manageable to 
I don't know. Yeah. It's just home to me. It smells like home. You like leave the house in springtime and it smells very familiar and comforting to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, just coming back from London compared to London, it's, um, yeah, it feels like there's more breathing space somehow. Um, more manageable. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird way to like, that's a weird yeah. first way thing to. Yeah. Because I think people don't realize that, that London is such a huge place. It's so massive and it's kind of hard to sort of, to grasp what's there. It's just so big. Yeah. No, I, I feel, yeah, I always really like sought for that. I, you know, I yeah, always wanted to be in London because it was that exciting, but actually I'm like, whoa, actually, it's like, you know, especially after this hermiting phase, yes. I am, you know, yeah, anywhere too busy seems pretty intense. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I love Toronto. I want to talk about some things that, that I think are really important because that you are a, a singer songwriter, very talented. And, and one is as a, as a woman, in this business and this is a question that i i'm sometimes kind of a little hesitant to ask but at the same time i think it's really important to find out and that is as a woman in this business does it make a difference and this is, seems like an like almost like the most simplest of questions but it's kind of awkward at the same time does it make a difference being a woman in this strange rock and roll business um yeah, I mean, it definitely sometimes, I don't know, I've been very lucky. I feel like I've been very, if you don't constantly like consider yourself like a victim or I don't know how to explain, I just don't put my attention there. I don't even think yeah. about, I don't even think like, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman or like th that person's a man or, yeah. um, but you know, and then you realize you, you realize that like not most of the world doesn't think this way, you know, like yes. there are people that aren't thinking in terms of equality the way that I do or, yes. Um, and in that sense, I live very like sh sheltered in a way because I can't bear the reality of what like life is actually like right now, unfortunately, or yeah, it just is what it is. Um, God, you, you picked up exactly where I wanted to go with that. That's excellent. Which leads me to ask you about as a woman in this business and forgive me if it sounds a little bit of sort of cliche to say this, but you're a very lovely lady and Record companies, and I don't think Hand-Drawn Dracula or any of the others that you've been involved with are into going, oh, you're a babe, so we've got to make dress you up as a sexy babe. But you have a look and you've got an image. And, and I wonder for you, for Tess Parks, how much, you, as you just said, you, you lead a sheltered kind of life. And, and, and you don't, you, you, I'm getting the feeling you don't want to exploit that. Yet at the same time, you're aware of what's around you, you're aware of what's going on and how people perceive you, even though that might not be quite what you're projecting. Mm. No, it's weird. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, 
your perception of yourself is really just how you think other people are perceiving you. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. My, my perception of self is like warped at the best of times. So I don't really even understand like how anyone could have it. Yeah. I mean, what perceptions of me could exist in other people's minds, really. I'll never, I don't, I just, it's incomprehensible to me somehow. It's like, I don't know, it's a lot, but yes. um, yeah, I've been really lucky, obviously. No one's ever like tried to like brand me, I guess, or, you know, um, kind of, I've always been allowed to just be who I am. Yes. And I think, um, yeah, that's, that's what music should be really. Yeah, I agree. Um, having said, having said that Tess, there is, for instance, like the, the, the black and white photography that has been used promotionally for your new album. It's so striking. It's so incredibly good. And, and I'm just wondering for you again, whether that's, it, it's your direction, it's your ideas, it's your, that how you see yourself, how you want to be projected. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah. My friend Liz took that that photo, um, the the new album photo. Um, yeah. She's amazing, and yeah, that was just a moment in in time. And I think yeah, we both mutually agreed without even really discussing it that that was just gonna be the image for these songs. Um, and yeah, I mean going back to like perception of self, like I think it's weird to even have a face or to like, you know, share a picture of oneself on the internet to like exist forever. I don't, it's just, it's a trip, right? It's just, it's, it is. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you go to like visual art and it's like, there's something so like pure and nice about just making something to look at. That's one of a kind that isn't like a digital image that is being like spread on the internet right it's um yes yeah uh, visual arts are, are very important but before we started recording <laughs> excuse me we were talking about what we both have behind us in our in our situations here you commented on something a painting that i have behind me and you've got your artwork that i can see up there <laughs> visual arts is is incredibly important for you isn't it yeah well um yeah, we decide what we see, right? I think, yeah. again, a lot of, uh, yeah, just want to be surrounded by beautiful, inspiring things to look at and also create beautiful, inspiring things to look at. Um, and yeah, just it's just nice to, to make things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's play another piece of music, if that's okay with you. Yeah. And what would you like to hear? Oh, there's another really beautiful song I just discovered recently called I'm Gonna Make It. I think that's what it's called. Okay. One sec. Oh, no. Can you edit this? Of course. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. What is the song called? It's by Shirley Ann. Oh, an old R&B song? Is that what it yeah. is? Yes, it's um, Shirley Ann Lee. Do you know this song? I do. The, yes. the singer? Um, it's called yes. I've Gotta Make It. I've Gotta Make It, yes. Um, I've Gotta Make It, yeah. 
it's beautiful. It's like the best. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know it. Yeah. I think I've played it on my show a few times. Shirley Ann Lee. Yes, I think this is from like Chosen by Tess Parks. I'm going to make it Shirley Ann Lee right here at Life Elsewhere. just joining us my guest is tess parks she is a very talented singer songwriter her new album is called and those who were seen dancing tess is choosing music to play on the show and we just heard from shirley ann lee an r&b choice 
I'm Gonna Make It from way back when. Came out, I think, in I don't know, the late 60s, I believe, and then it was reissued. I'm thinking in the early 80s, I think, but I have to check on that. I want to talk to you about something which is in the news right now, because this ties in with the whole male, female, and what have you. And that's the, the strange idea that men can tell women what to do with their bodies. Just like to get your take on that mm. one. And of course, I'm talking about overturning Roe v. Wade in America. Any thoughts, Tess? Yeah, I mean, it's heartbreaking in 2022 that we don't trust women to make their own choices or that it's, yeah, I just, um, I'm in, yeah, disbelief about things that are happening in the world right now. And this is, um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to get your take on it. The future for test parks as I keep saying, I think you're extraordinarily talented. I love this new album and I like your past work. It's always difficult. I think when you're, when you're a singer, when you're a songwriter and you're making music to sort of go, okay, this is what I'd like to do because I, I don't want to answer for you, but I don't see you as becoming another Rihanna. Um, so I'm just, and I mean that as a compliment, by the way. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering where you do see yourself, if, if you have any ideas at all. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to pursue a makeup line at some point. <laughs> no, no. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I was for, for a moment there. You almost had me there. Yeah. Rihanna's a billionaire, but I think a lot of it has to do with her makeup. So I yes, make a perfume yeah. or something. Yes. But, um, yeah, no, I um. I don't know. Yeah, I just want to live like a simple, happy life, creating things intuitively. So sometimes it's going to be painting. Sometimes it's going to be like, you know, a random inspiration to, to plant seeds in the garden. Sometimes it'll be, you know, I want to sing a song or sit at the piano or like, you know, make a nice dinner. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, the big dreams seem not as important as little everyday dreams and just enjoying like family time. Um, and yeah, sharing art is also like a strange one, like given like the current climate, uh, you know, like the, it, like the backdrop of the world, it doesn't seem like that important to, to, um, make music and share it the way that it used to somehow, you know, it doesn't, it seems very like self-serving. Yes. Um, Are you optimistic? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. More because than... We do live in strange times, don't we, Tess? Yeah. But are they stranger now than they were say 20 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's the thing. I feel like it, every generation goes through this and like as you get older like things happen and they're like different versions of 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 a crisis but they're still a crisis in a different um in yeah. a different uh uh manifestation of this yeah i i don't know is there anyone 
that you would go, oh, gosh, I'd love to work with them, either, I don't know, recording or going on stage with just just a, another musician, an artist that you would you would just love to work with? Oh, I guess like, yeah, like Neil Young would be an ambitious one. I'd really? Love to, I'd love to sing a little song with Neil Young. Interesting. Or, um, or like Cat Power. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Paul McCartney. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, so many people. Let's go back to your album just for a moment. And those who were seen dancing. I think it's a, I, I keep saying, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself. I think it's a, a terrific album. When you went to start making this album, you said it was over a, a, some period of time. Talk to me just a little bit, just very briefly about how it all came together, about putting this album together. Well, yeah, so we started recording in August 2019 and then essentially finished recording it in September 2019. Um, and then, I, yeah, there was miscommunication because everyone thought they were like demos and that we'd all get into a studio and record ah. them like quote unquote better. But when I record music, I'm like, oh, like, that's really great. That's awesome. That's what it is. Like, the vibe is right. And we're just recording this moment. And, okay, you know, we'll mix it. We'll master it. And then there, there'll be an album up once we have, like, 10, 12 songs, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, I guess this process just taught me that you, like, should discuss with everyone what you're actually doing <laughs> yes. before but then you yeah. know obviously yeah and then I left England and um there was a, a worldwide pandemic so yeah. we didn't finish yes. it the way yeah. we didn't finish it the way that we we had intended but it just is what it is now so can you choose a cut another cut from your album oh um yeah I guess um Let's play Happy Birthday Forever. Yes, I love that. Yes, Happy Birthday Forever from Tess Parks. Tess, I've just thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. Once we put the music in, we'll be up to around about 60 minutes worth of programming. So come back on the show again. Yeah, I, I'd, love, I'd love to talk with you and just go, because there's a lot of things to talk about here, and I, and I would love to do that. I have been speaking to Tess Parks her album is called And Those Who Were Seen Dancing. She selected the music throughout the program. Tess, thank you so much for joining us at Life Elsewhere. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like we could chat lots more.
Tess Parks with Happy Birthday Forever from her latest LP and those who were seen dancing. A very large thank you to Tess for a wonderful conversation. I'm looking forward to Tess Parks joining us again on the show. Now, do make sure you let me know what you think of Life Elsewhere. My email address comes up in the closing credits, so jot it down. To take us there, here's a track from another compilation I've discovered that is helping to raise money for the people of Ukraine. The album is titled Alternative Resistance, Underground Resistance in Aid of Ukraine. This one is in a series of three compilations for British Ukrainian aid, and the cut I've selected is Ilva with Nainor. Please enjoy. Till next time, be well, be safe, and you know it costs nothing. Be nice. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Life Elsewhere, created and hosted by Norman B. Life Elsewhere is written and produced by Norman B. Guest booking and additional research by Stephanie Lane. Behind the scenes assistance by James Van, Bruce Goodman, and Allison Klein. We love to hear what you think about Life Elsewhere. Send your questions, queries, and comments to info at lifeelsewhere.co. That's C-O. Thank you.